Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Hi guys, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm so excited to be here with you today. You're not going to believe it. It is episode 200. I can't even believe that when I actually say that out loud myself, but it is exciting day in the turmeric and tequila world. I am fixing my headphones and um, I'm coming to you in the studio where it all began. We've been in a more professional, this is professional, but professional production studio for the past few. We're actually past 200, but I wanted to do a special one with you and myself and let's get cozy and get where it all started. And we're going to lean into one of the most important things I think that you can do to survive in life, but not only to survive, but really thrive. And obviously we talk about this a lot on Tumor Kid Tequila, but it's very much about how we can maintain a healthy lifestyle, maintain our mental health, maintain our community. And if you're feeling like at any point in life you didn't belong or you always wanted to say yes and, it's not so cut and dry, Turmeric and Tequila is the place for you. So we want to continue to bring you mission-driven humans, uniting them so they can share their gospel and their story and their journey to inspire you, perhaps streamline some of your process. And this journey is going to continue. So today on episode 200, I was thinking, you know, what do I want to talk about? What's one of the most important things? I want to make it quick and short so, you know, it's digestible for everyone and it doesn't take a ton of your time, but we really hit home with the meat and potatoes or tofu. If you're vegan, we're here for everything. I want to talk about doing hard things and the most why it's so important to continue to do hard things. I think this is absolutely one of the most important choices we can make in life. Turmeric and tequila is really about about positive change and then living on purpose so we can individually be that change. I'm a big believer that world peace happens through inner peace. So we've got to start our own stuff and keeping our own edges sharp and in the game consistently, especially as we get older, because it's so easy to get into this pattern of complacency as you get older. You can find your significant other, you can find your job, and you can just get into a routine. However, then when adversity happens, small things become a big deal. You know, when you're a kiddo, you fall on the paragraph, you get up, you wake up your knee, if you scrape it, you band-aid, you know, you move on to the next thing. When's the last time you fell down as an adult? It becomes a bigger deal. There might be more serious injury. But if you've been doing hard things this entire time, those small things don't affect you that much. And you can keep your mental health, your physical health, your, uh, you know, contributions to your community, all the things. So today is the key to survival and it's about doing hard things. I found this really great, simple article. Uh, it's from this evergreen home, they're bloggers. And, and this is entitled intentional living, the amazing benefits of doing hard things. We're going to go through this and then I'm going to give you 11 reasons why you should do it. And then, you know, you might be thinking like, well, how do I do that? How do I keep my life? The number one thing to keep doing hard things. I'm going to tell you at the end of this article and then the 11 things that makes everything so much more streamlined when you're wanting to keep these edges sharp and do these hard things. There's one thing you can do to make that constantly happening in your world. So you, your most varsity productive, 
awesome self and you're really heading towards that self-actualization and living on purpose. So let's jump right in. The Amazing Benefits of Doing Hard Things. This is created by Mike and Molly. We spend most of our days doing similar routines, walking at the same time, eating at the same breakfast, doing similar tasks at work, communicating with the same people, wearing the same outfits, watching the same TV shows, and on it goes. When we make our routines and habits effortless, it can help us feel better, healthier, less stressed, and even allow us to live longer. Habits are key to maintaining physical and mental health, but... When we become such creatures of habit, we run the risk of getting stuck in a boring rut, deprived of enjoying new or different experiences. This can even result in a feeling of depression, laziness, or complacency. An idea I try to instill in my children is that they have the ability to do hard things. This teaches them to embrace challenges with optimism, strive to keep growing, and to use the growth to fuel their motivation to continue learning. Like many lessons I teach them, I can apply this principle of growth to my own life. You are your kid's first influencer. Let's go. I've learned that comfort may sometimes lead to contentment, but it doesn't lead to growth. Doing hard things is never the easy path, but does deliver the greatest gains. This is critical. Let this start early with your young humans. Comfort is our greatest nemesis. I love this. Feeling comfortable is a universal human desire. This relaxed, sometimes euphoric state of being drawn of being draws us in and provides us with a settled mind. Life feels good when we're comfortable, but this good feeling can become empty and unsatisfying, especially when it keeps us from working on our higher aspirations. Comfort may be our greatest nemesis when it comes to making progress on meaningful but difficult tasks or tasks and goals. It's not surprising that the that trying to escape our comfort zone doesn't come easily. Again, listen to the end on how you can make this easy. When something unknown, challenging, or new presents itself, we are all but hardwired to retreat. Now think for a moment, the last time something hard came into your world, what was the first thing you did? You probably fled. Especially in culture, in a culture that upholds convenience and comfort above all else, we are instinctively drawn towards the safety of satisfying comforts. And that's exactly why many struggle to stay beyond what's familiar and easy. Here's four reasons why we retreat to comfort. Our fear of failure is strong. It seems like the safest route. Saying no to something seems to something new seems easier than saying yes. We compare ourselves to others and think we could never live up to that standard. But let's not let common tendencies hinder us from taking steps towards growth and goals. Just think, what would have happened if Henry Ford wouldn't have kept trying to perfect the Model T automobile and invent this well-known assembly line production process that pioneered the automotive business? Did you know that he filed for bankruptcy twice and had two motor car companies before founding motor, Ford Motor Company in 1903? Or what if Walt Disney had given up on the dream of creating Disneyland after being told from a newspaper editor that he lacked imagination and no good ideas? And imagine if Theodore Seuss better known as Dr. Seuss, had given up while writing his best-selling children books after being rejected by 27 publishers. Doing hard things produces growth. You'll never know until you try is the type of mindset I try and model for my children. Sure, we stay in our own comfortable safety nets, but it's it's growth, adventure, or novelty we seek. Pushing past the pleasure that comfort brings is essential. Doing hard things requires grit, perseverance, and courage. None of those traits come from living an easy life, and all of them are necessary for growth. In the past several years, I've worked to create both photography business and a life blog, lifestyle blog that I found of perseverance far exceed those of simple comfort. I remember feeling inadequate to reach levels of success that I'd seen others in, in the industries have. I took months and years 
as progress and creativity embedded and flowered for me to realize something. Doing hard things is uncomfortable, but discomfort is the only way meaningful change happens. And since then, I've not only been less afraid to do hard things, but consistently seek them out as a means of pursuing growth mindset. This is graceful disruption, and this is why we do the podcast. Four, four benefits of growing through hard things. It opens up creative possibilities. According to an article, when we engage our creativity side, it engages our brain's hippocampus, the area where dopamine is released and our brain's pleasure center lights up. Creative pursuits require a learning curve that can be uncomfortable. The best musicians, artists, and writers have gone through the process of making mistakes, learning from them, and working to improve. It teaches us long-term growth mindset. Failure is inevitable experience for everyone who tries new things or takes the kind of essential risks necessary to enjoy the opportunities this life can offer. When we choose to continue towards our goals instead of staying put, we learn how to use challenges and failures for growth and we become more immune to resignation. It shows us that growth mindset lets us push past our weaknesses and use challenges to our advantage. When we believe that we can do hard things, we have the key ingredient needed to put our brain's plasticity to use. New experiences help the brain's neurons form new connections. That means that our effort will make our brain better able to handle whatever we throw at it. Experiencing this growth will inevitably help us build resilience and make us much more successful in accomplishing challenging tasks. It helps us gain knowledge of ourselves. Just as spending time with a friend allows us to know allows us to know them more deeply, the same is true about ourselves when we do hard things. We can better understand our strengths and weaknesses and learn how to continue pursuing a growth mindset by pursuing by pushing past our fears while guiding ourselves towards areas of interest. It reveals value of criticism. Doing hard things often comes with criticism from others. When criticism arrives, we have the choice of seeing the feedback as judgment or using it to learn. In the first case, we we take it personally and see it as an attack on our abilities. This can shut the door to growth. The second case, we use the feedback as a way to grow, change our approach, or expand our curiosity about what we can learn. I've learned that growth can't happen when I don't listen to advice or feedback from others. Accepting my own weakness is a way to grow and has been given more has given me more confidence as I take on new opportunities to do hard things. Doing hard things isn't comfortable, but it's worth comfort. The comfort you seek in your limiting or your ability to learn and growing and giving up on the opportunity to become a better version of yourself. Be vigilant to look for look for ways that you can step outside your comfort zone and seed hard things that can become major steps of pursuing opportunity and great ways to grow. So this is a nice, quick, easy article on why it's so important to lean in and do these hard things. On Tumor and Tequila, we are major fans of philosophy and the basic underlying tone of philosophy is to live is to suffer. So you have to prepare yourself to be able to deal with that suffering. In these 200 episodes, every single person I've interviewed, we had some undertone of suffering in silence or not feeling seen or not feeling heard. And it's a major, uh, connection and bonding, understanding bonding tool. If we can know that no matter what we look like, income, socioeconomic status, sexual orientation, whatever it is, we all have this human condition and these human emotions and suffering is a major part of it. And you know, I'm an eternal optimist, but being real is is more important than anything and being honest and the truth shall, shall set you free. So if we can be honest about our suffering and our suffrage and connect with people through that and then continue to do hard things. So when the suffering comes, 
we can mitigate the impact of that suffering, the negative impact of that suffering, and then tweak it to learn, get that growth feedback, stay in that growth mindset, adjust and keep going. When you stay in that complacency and that comfort zone, man, you miss out on so much. But living is a risk. Taking chances are a risk. Relationships are a risk. Businesses are a risk. Entrepreneurs, we have lots of entrepreneurial listeners. I've been one for 25 years. It is a hard, hard road and it is risk. And it's a lot of trial and tribulations. And when the rewards come and the success comes, man, it's sweet. And this podcast, I promise you, is a hard thing. I'm actually, I did a podcast earlier today. So the second one today, two days are not just for fitness. We're out here doing it in the business world. But guess what? I did it as a young human. So it's not that big of a deal, even as an adult. And I still consider this podcasting situation a privilege. I'm in my home studio. It's about 17 degrees outside. So it's probably about 35 degrees in here. It is still a humble beginning. It's a hard thing. And it's a gosh darn blessing to be in it. So I'm literally living and practicing and doing the thing as I'm preaching, just so you know, I'm continuing to stay in it with you and I'm on this journey and I'm continuing to level up as a podcaster and I can't wait to see what the next hundred go. But before we do that, let's get into this 11 reasons to do hard things. It says, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. And this is from Apex Power. It's a fitness situation and a lifestyle blog. They're gangsters. It says, 11 reasons to do hard things. Is There's a massive problem with today's excuses, bad choices, laziness, distractions, and a pure lack of effort. We face internal and external challenges daily. Here are 11 reasons to do hard things on purpose, living on purpose. We encourage everyone to voluntarily do the hard things in order to grow personally from experience. Life is about experience and experience is essential in human development. We can also better respond to life's involuntary challenges that are thrown our way as a result. It's not just a craze right now. It really does help us in every way imaginable. Become a better person. Number one, personal growth should always be on top of the list. If you, if we don't challenge ourselves to grow, we will continue to get stuck in the same patterns that paralyze us in different aspects of our life. If we grow and become a better person, our lives improve because of it. And there's so many brain studies around this about staying in community and keeping your brain moving, doing these new things. It literally changes your brain and it can you know, ward off very serious brain conditions from dementia and everything else, but really just thriving and, and leveling up your happiness in life. Number two, overcome obstacles. There's no doubt that obstacles and hardship come our way in life. If not daily, then close to it. If we learn to put ourselves through challenges voluntarily, we will build better strategies to overcome those involuntary challenges. Go work out, go call a friend you haven't talked to in a while, you know, forgive somebody, do the dishwasher when you're tired, go on that extra mile to take the dogs for a walk, find something small that's hard that you can do on the daily. Number three, build better habits. Habits help us in so many ways, much to building a routine that will lead to less choices, which leads to less anxiety and decision fatigue. If we train our bodies to go through hard things daily, we can build better habits so that the hard things become easy. When the hard things become easy, they reinforce themselves and become something we rely on to keep our momentum while on autopilot. Can't say enough of good things about fitness here. If you get used to living or lifting heavy weight or running an extra lap around the track, every time you do it, it gets a little bit easier. Improve resiliency. Number four, when faced with hard times, it's easy to, to cower and just let it happen to you. But if we face challenges head on looking for solutions, we build skills based on resiliency. When we become resilient, we don't let challenges tear us down. Instead, you rebuild and expand upon a strong foundation and create a stronger skill set for the next challenge. Number five, become healthier. We can impose challenges on ourselves that are based on health and fitness. If we can stick through the hard challenges and form 
them as habits, then we automatically become healthier. Health is a habit after all. So endure the hard things now and make yourself healthier for longer. Number six, increase positivity. As a result of going through hard times and imposing hard things on ourselves is that we become inherently more positive. We realize that there is less to worry about and that we are capable of going through hard times. We also control positivity, so choose it so negativity can't choose you. Number seven, you will get stronger mentally and physically. Putting yourself through hard things and holding yourself accountable will automatically build discipline and mental strength. You will be so locked in and disciplined that exercise will be an essential part of your day because, because of that, you will become stronger and in better shape than you've ever been before. Now, you can do this with reading a book or insert a lot of things where you just inserted exercise there. Number eight, improve relationships. Part of going through hard times is testing our ability to communicate. Relationships are based on communication, so you will be forcing yourself to improve communication to be the best version of yourself as possible. If you can improve your communication voluntarily, which can be very hard, you will see every relationship around you improve. Most importantly, your relationship with yourself. This is really important to in those hard times, your character is the most real. You are the most vulnerable and unfiltered. And to check in yourself and really see how you're feeling or how you feel in that moment, being really honest with yourself will only set you free and set you closer to your heart, your desire, your core values, and who you can ultimately be living your most purposeful life. Number nine, provide value to others. Live in service. You're going to be settle, you're going to be setting examples for others to live with your positivity, communication, mental strength, health, and more. There is no greater calling than contributing to another person's life in a positive, constructive way. This becomes automatic as you build your best self. Number 10 influencers. Here we go. Lead by example. To build your to build on providing value to others, you will be leading by example when you do hard things. Growth is as a result and is contagious. Growth is the result and is contagious. When others see you improving your life and getting right with yourself, you will urge others to do it with you and they will follow your example. Number 11, you will be happier. Between improving relationships, getting stronger, becoming healthier, and so on, you will find the highest level of happiness you thought possible. Happiness comes from within. Doing the hard thing reminds us of this. And they do have a quick list that's kind of cool. I'll share. It says, doing hard things, a list for you to start off. Number one, read daily for business or for pleasure. You should pick up something informational to read daily. Number two, tell someone you're close Tell someone you're close with that you're grateful for them on a daily basis. Number three, take cold showers, prime your nervous system, and jumpstart your day with a crazy rush. Number four, don't consume added sugar. Start by looking at labels regularly. Number five, journal daily. Find a routine that works for you. Number six, don't consume alcohol regularly. Cut it back 30% if it's regular. Number seven, create a personal challenge. Join us for a challenge. Number eight, walk outside daily, rain or shine. And nine, carve out 20 to 30 minutes to do a workout. And there you go. You can even meditate during that. So there's some quick lists on what to do. Uh, but the most important piece of all this is doing hard things. How do we stay in it? And how do we make that process easier? This is the easiest thing if you know how to do it, you know where to find them. And that is number one, keeping people around you that do hard things. I like to say keeping people around you that are better than you, meaning, you know, they do different things. They're CEOs, they're parents, they're coaches, they're mission driven. They're just contributing to society in some capacity and they're constantly doing stuff. I have to give a major shout out to my CrossFit class. And I've always said, I think CrossFit is the absolute best filter for varsity humans because it attracts a human that wants to show up to do a hard thing, do a hard workout and better themselves every single day. And that sounds dramatic for what it is, but that's really the truth. And so, you know, my class, we, we look different. We have different jobs. We have different goals. We have, we are 
absolutely so different. And we are so united in the idea of this workout or doing a certain movement and just getting through it. So, you know, I, I've been a, a D1 athlete, um, obviously in college, and then I was a high school athlete, and I was never really one of the best. I had it was a Colorado kid playing East Coast sports, so we are very far behind the mark back in the day. So I had to do a lot of extra training and I'm so thankful that I not only had those opportunities to compete or like be in the mix or have the opportunity to try and get onto these more competitive situations, but they were providing skills for me early to stay uncomfortable and that pressure of knowing I had to train. I had to do extra. I had to do more than what the average workout was because I had to catch up. I was already behind. And this is a larger metaphor for society in general. A lot of us, you know, start behind. And uh, as a woman of white privilege, there's people that even start further behind the mark than me. So if you're learning to do these hard things as an athlete or whatever it is, it's starting this foundation of this really great skill for, for life. And when I look back now and I do some running workouts or I do something like I'm always thinking in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, 40 hours a week at a, at a job or a contract that's X amount of hours. I'm like, well, I don't have to run a time mile in five minutes, which is almost impossible to me or isn't possible to me. You know, it's always, it kind of goes back to my college days of when we had to do these like crazy runs, or at least I thought that at the time. And I would like stay up at night, I had anxiety the night before and they were so hard. But then when I graduated, you know, the corporate world or getting a job or feel, taking an interview, none of that seemed hard to me because we had, I had just spent four or five years because my ACL doing really hard things, being really uncomfortable with a lot of pressure. And I'm so thankful for those life skills and that ability to continuously do hard things. And I'm like everyone else. I was not immune to, as we get older, finding a groove, finding a company, finding a partner, whatever, you can get comfortable. And then you kind of seek this path of least resistance. And as adults, we're not jumping on the tire swing and falling off. We're not meeting new friends. Like a lot of it's very consistent. And I think of times in my life when I wasn't the best athlete or when I started to get complacent, it's when I was at the top pile. I was the senior at, you know, college or I was, you know, the person at CrossFit that had been there 10 years. So I knew all the movements and it kind of took something to knock me down, to shake me and be like, oh, right, we, we are getting complacent. We need to push it up and get back to that young self that had to catch up. So kind of unknowingly this past year, I told two of my varsity human friends at CrossFit, shout out to Alan and Kaiser, that they're marathoners, they're varsity humans, they're entrepreneurs. Uh, one's a professional musician. Like these, these are just top-notch humans, not to mention they're super fun and they're hilarious and, and really humble. But they're marathoners, they're good runners. And I ran a lot in college because I was a lacrosse player, but it's been a long time. And I said, you know, I, I've done a half marathon, but I feel like a marathon is something that everyone needs to do. And I've had knee surgeries and stuff, so it's probably not ideal. However, I want to get one done in my lifetime. So I know I'm not getting any younger. I figured let's do it. And they had suggested not only a marathon, but this event called the Dopey Challenge, where you run a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon and a full marathon in four days. And of course, me being me, I said yes to the moment. I'm like, we'll figure it out. And, you know, this was about, I don't know, six, eight months ago, maybe even longer than that. So I knew I had training time, but of course life kicks up all these things. And so about a couple months ago, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this training in for this, blah, blah, blah. And Alan's like, it sounds like excuses. And truthfully, it wasn't really the work I was worried about. It was more just my knee and cramming and all this running. But then when I looked at the training and I saw that it wasn't too cumbersome and I could book it out if I ran early, blah, blah, blah. I just started doing it. So we've had about I don't know, 11-ish weeks, maybe a little longer. I didn't really start till probably about eight weeks out uh, to train for this massive hunk of running. So we're gaming it. We're being real intentional with the fueling. I'm doing 30 seconds on, 
running 30 seconds walking blah 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 long story uh i don't even know what's gonna happen i'm actually pretty nervous i don't know that i'll finish and i'm of course optimistic optimistic that i'm going to i'm manifesting me walking through the finish line on that final day and and getting it done and I, this is the first time I've really been uncomfortable in a while being like, I truly don't know what's going to happen. Like, this is a lot of work and I'm a solid athlete and we're hanging in there, but I, I don't know. My body could not be able to take it. Like what? I'm not worried about my mind, but you just don't know. So that uncomfortable in this pursuit, the training, you know, getting the running stuff, the gear, all of it's been really fun and I'm excited about it. And I, I had this aha moment of like, I really am happiest when I'm in pursuit of something. So, you know, running this podcast, like kind of doing these hard things, but doing stuff that most people can't or won't do is huge. And I remember being a young person thinking it was never appealing to me to see this traditional trajectory of like, go to college, graduate high school, go to college, get married, get a regular job, have 2.5 kids da, 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 and then retire. And like none, I had zero desire. And I, and I just, for some reason as a kid, remember thinking I want to do what most people can't or won't like I want to do something that's different that most people can't do or don't do and I just want to live this different life and I don't know why that was always a thing in my mind but it was and it's kind of guided my path you know intentionally and then unintentionally or knowingly or unknowingly and here we are so the marathon as it, it went through um you know, it's, it's awesome. I'm excited about it but really this process of getting back into it and then you know the 200th episode like it's the the Marathon's very much the metaphor for the podcast. Like we signed up, we got in it, and I was like, oh my God, this is actually a lot. But we're gonna do it. We're gonna figure it out. And 200 episodes later, here we are. It's been an extraordinary journey. And man, we are just getting started. I think I said this on episode 100. And if you want to know more about me and my journey, I think I broke it down on one episode 131. So you can hear more about me. But I'm excited. I'm living in it. I'm not just preaching at you, telling you to do stuff. I'm trying to do hard things. I'm around great humans. I would not have done this marathon if I wasn't around my CrossFit people that are doing hard things. So hats off to everyone that's showing up to the gym and telling me about the extraordinary lives that they're living and inspiring me to do so. So they're major influencers in my life. And I'm so appreciative for that. And I will intentionally, until my last day, keep uh, those people in my life that are mission-driven in varsity. And I will keep accepting challenges as much as I can to push myself and see not only what my body can do, but what my mind can do. And I hope you will join me in that because I know if we can do hard things, we can process physical and mental health and struggles and suffering so much better. And we can get back to living our most purposeful lives intentionally so we can put some greater good out into this world and live a life of service and positive impact for those that need it. Cause you know, we all have different days and periods in our lives where we, where we need it. And then we have other ones where we can, uh, accept it and, um, and move forward or give it. So I appreciate everyone. Massive moment of gratitude from me for being a fan, wearing the t-shirt, coming to the 200th party, all the things from really all over the world that have tuned in. The one thing that I would ask and continue to do because this space is so competitive is if you like something or you like an episode or something, please share it. Share it with a buddy. That'd be my one ask of all this. Discoverability is one of my biggest challenges with the podcast. And we're going to get that marketing budget soon and get it to the next level. But word of mouth, original influencer situation is the best best compliment you can give to me. You can always leave reviews and I'm always ready for feedback, good or bad. Come at me with grace, please. Um, but share it with a friend if you find something you like or something you've learned and stay with me. Let's go. Let's get to 300 and see what we can do. And honestly, if you need something personally for me, shoot me a DM or you need, if there's any way I can help your life, my heart and mind are open. 
we can do this together. So I will see you soon. 200, let's go. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.